Unshaven Home Health Care provides the best one-on-one care for our St. Louis loved ones. They provide you with individual, high-quality care at your home residence. They are St. Louis-grown and St. Louis-focused. Let them introduce you to the care you and your loved one can count on. They provide one-on-one assistance and attention to your loved one. They have trained in-home nurse aides that will come to your home to help with whatever you need. If you are a veteran or mental health patient, they will provide temporary housing for up to 90 days. You'll receive individual attention from their nurse aide 24-7, and they'll help you find long-term housing so you can continue receiving care. You can call at 314-833-5544 to discuss their personal in-home care services. Speak about their flexible payment plans and scheduling. They will match you with one of their wonderful caregivers, or you can employ a family member or friend of your choice at $10 an hour. Feel better in the comfort of your own home with caregivers you can trust at Hunt Haven Home Health Care, 314-833-5544. That's 314-833-5544. City to city, state to state, worldwide. This is the In the Zone Network. The following program does contain language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. How rude of me. Shadota. Yo, this is Robbie Taylor, a.k.a. Big Rob, your HR expert and political contributor. And you are listening to In the Zone. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In the Zone, and this is the network. Palmer Alexander, aka the Living Legend, KIL, Winella Kill, but Kill Still Kills. Joining me in studio today is our good friend Robbie Taylor, aka Big Rob, the HR expert. And she's going to be talking some politics this afternoon on the show. Uh, politics is something that we got into towards the 2016 election and Robbie became a political contributor for us so she's back with us again in 2020. How you doing Big Rob? I am well. How are you? I'm doing good. So just reflecting, you was a part of season two of In The Zone and we were doing the politics. Uh, first off, no, but first let's talk about the HR stuff first because mm-hmm. I want to make sure I give you some love on that. One, one thing that uh, if people don't know anything else about you, you are an expert in HR. And a lot of times when they say, don't use the word expert loosely, right? tell listeners why they call you the HR expert. Well, I think they call me the HR expert just because of... Um, usually when someone comes to me with an HR question, concern, uh, I give them my opinion I give them my advice and it works for them and I guess over time you just develop a reputation of being someone who knows what they're talking about you know not to sound conceited or anything like that but it's just I I feel it's that way because I really really am passionate about human resources honestly so it's not just something I take lightly I read a lot you go to my house I have human resources magazines on my table and workforce magazines on my table and I don't they're just not there for decoration I've read through all of those magazines found important things that I felt like I needed to look over ways to incorporate it and also to stay up to date and in the times because you know human resources used to be personnel and we're something completely different now and I want to I like the path that human resources is on now and I feel like people feel like I understand that, and so they come to me. And 
a lot of people of color, black people, people in our community, because I think there are a lot of things that were lacking, uh, you know, when it when it comes, you know, in the in the area. And one thing that I do know about you is that you take that head on. It's like you want to educate our people on, you know, the best way to represent yourself when you're going for that job. That's why I do this. That is what got me started. It's because, honestly, I felt like I saw a lot of us at a disadvantage. I saw a lot of that systematic racism that, you know, we're probably going to get into later. Um, but, you know, I just saw, you know, us people making comments about, you know, it's just something about them. And it just really bothered me. And that's what kind of forced me into a position to where I could speak up for those people, to where I could say, what is it about them? What, that they have more education and more experience than anybody else that you've interviewed? What else could it be about them? Is it the color of their skin? You know, I'm not afraid to say that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm here, to stand up for people like us. What, what, was, the, uh, what was the most common thing that you ran into all of the time, and I know it, I know it's one of those things that was frustrating. But what was the one thing that was the most common thing that you saw, you know, uh, in your position? You know what? It's funny because there was a meme on LinkedIn where they had Camilla kind of giving uh, Pence the eye, and it had over her "I am speaking." And um, this woman said, uh, this goes out to every woman who's ever felt like this because a man felt like he always knew more than you. And I'm not just going to say men. I'm going to say, you know, there, there have been women, too. Um, but that right there, when I've been in a position where I am the expert in my field, but yet you have these and... You know, I have to, I am human resources. Sometimes I'm afraid to say certain things that might, people might read the wrong way. But certain people who feel like they're in positions of authority over everyone, those type of men like to talk over me and tell me what I should do or what my advice should be. And it's like, you hired me to do a job. And in order for me to be successful, a reputation brought me to you. So if you want me to be able to perform for you and for your company to perform, then you're going to have to trust me and let me do my job. So that right there is my biggest pet peeve. And then when, when especially when you are a woman of color, right? And yes. you want to have your own imprint on how you do things. You, I know they have their way of doing it. It must not have been working, right? Or they wouldn't have reached out. So at least allow you the latitude to put your own fingerprint exactly. on it, right? Exactly. It's like I've gotten... They come to me, I feel like, because I am a black woman and we are known to be thick-skinned. We are known to be able to take more than the average person. So the truth is, that's the reputation that I've developed. And at first, I was very... My feelings were a little hurt that people felt like whenever they needed somebody who could stand up to these people, you know, who could take, you know, with these people who had to dish out, they would come to me and say, would you be interested? But then at the same time, I had to realize that, you know, maybe that's a part of my calling. There's a reason why they do want me for those type of roles. And OK, that's, you know, you pay me right. I'll come and mm -hmm. I'll deal with it. So and, and most of the time I've been able to kind of change it around and if I couldn't change it around completely I was able to make a dent in it you know yeah. make it a little bit easier for me and other people within the company to swallow talk about um, being an HR in the middle of an election cycle like none other we've ever experienced in our lifetime 
uh, you know, Trump touts uh, the jobs, but you, but you, but you, but you know what's going on. You right there in HR. You know how many people there actually are being hired and 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 let go and and wages and all those things that go uh, into that. So as a person that that's in that level of expertise, uh, how does that make you feel when you hear things like that? Well, you know, they talk about how they're lying, saying that they're unable to find work during the pandemic. There's jobs out there. There's this, there's that. And when you look, that's one thing that, you know, do these people ever care about facts? Do they ever look at statistics? Because if you do, you would see that unemployment is at a, you know, all time high right now currently. So, you know, you can sit here and you can tell me there's jobs all day because you're privileged and you have a job. But for, you know, the percentage of people out there who are incorporated in those statistical numbers, um, I'm pretty sure they beg to differ. So and I will say that I was a part of those numbers for a long while, you know, before I, you know, finally had a couple offers. So and this is one way I knew that these numbers were weren't lying because if you know me and you know my reputation you know that my reputation I don't not have a time where I don't have a job you know I'm always working and if I'm leaving one company it's because I've gotten a better offer with another or because maybe there was something happening at this one into where I needed to jump and as soon as I was ready to jump there was somewhere for me to jump to so the fact that it took me as long as it took me I knew that it was exactly what they said that it's been. That's Robbie Taylor, a.k.a. Big Rob, the HR expert, and she's also a political contributor at the End the Zone Network. And I want to stay on that line, you know, uh, because we're talking a little bit about uh, race and this election cycle is extremely toxic. Uh, again, let's stay in the workplace real quick. Again, you okay, you in HR, uh, you know the systematic racism is still exists. Um, equal pay, all those things still exist. Uh, you don't see anything being done. Do you kind of take it upon yourself to try to create as much change as you humanly can since you feel like there's nothing happening on a political level? Exactly. You know, um, I can recall there being this black woman who, this woman who, uh, she, I was the, you know, HR person. She was the hiring manager. It was her department. She went to hire this African-American woman. She had master. She had great um, experience. She was perfect for the position. And, you know, as soon as she wanted to hire her, all of a sudden the requisition, she wants to change the requisition and offer her this very low ball amount. And I thought to myself, you know, why would we change it now that we found someone who has even more experience than we were expecting for someone in this position? Why would we take the requisition amount down? And um, I thought to myself, oh, my God, it's because she's an African-American woman. Um, and she felt like she didn't have to pay her properly. So I fought for her to receive the right pay just like you were going to pay anyone else you're going to pay her yeah. so most definitely I see it all the time like I said they always make the comment it was something about him it was something about her when it comes to African Americans and it's always what was it was it that they had more experience was it that they had you know more education what was it what was it that stuck out to you 
I want to understand. Help me to understand. And sometimes that brings it out, you know, to where they realize, oh, my gosh, you know, maybe I'm judging them or maybe I'm, you know, feeling that way because of the color of their skin. So, yeah, I see systematic racism. I see it in the workforce. And sometimes I feel like if I wasn't in the position that I was in, how would things go? What would that company look like? You know what I mean? And that right there is kind of scary, but at the same time, it's motivating. Mm -hmm. And you and you told me before, uh, if you don't mind me mentioning this, that you are a registered independent uh, voter, swing voter. So swing voters always tend to swing the ballot uh, all the time. Now, I was I'm watching some of the polling. I noticed that, you know, Trump, Trump more than likely will win Missouri. But what I noticed is that with the current polling, uh, he's up by six, seven percent. I think he beat Hillary by, I think, maybe 18 percent. So if you see uh, a, that much of a cut mm -hmm. right in, in the poll, that's that's a big deal. And if you, you're seeing the polling that close, what, what is that saying to you, the uh, independent swing voter, when you see those numbers like that across the country? And has your mind been made up already on what direction you're going? Well, I say that I say this about that. Trump's administration has noticed exactly what you've noticed as well. Um, and it shows. And one of the reasons why those numbers look the way that they do, and you know, you can fact check me if you like, um, maybe this is partially my opinion, but it's because he's lost a lot of the educated white women vote. Um, and that's that was a big deal. That really helped him to uh, surpass Hillary or win the way that he did in the last election. You know, all Russia, you know, mm -hmm. intervention, conspiracy aside. Um, I believe that that's one of the reasons why the Trump administration has even presented this platinum plan or is really pushing so hard to appeal to um, the black male vote. Um, you, know, you know, you can sometimes... And, you know, our black men are, you know, most of them are very intelligent. But at the same time, sometimes, you know, you can paint things in a pretty package and put a bow on it. And people just don't truly take it for what it truly is. Yeah. And that just shows how desperate he is, I feel, especially the people he's chosen to reach out to. Yeah. And, and you know, the Ice Cube thing and, and it's, you know, I, I, I've been seeing people, uh, you know, say, what's going on with Cube? What's going on with Cube? And then when I looked at it, and, and I was like, is this Ice Cube? I mean, is this this Ice Cube? And uh, I, I watched him, uh, Chris Cuomo uh, last night, and he I don't want to say he backtracked on his uh, initial statement, but he clarified a little bit more, um, you know, about where, where he stood. But my thing is, that you got again we we talk about low news information people that only get their news you know this time of the the cycle exactly and so a lot of people don't know that the the house dems they passed the heroes act which was at 3.3 trillion dollars Right. And Mitch McConnell let it sit and said, we'll, we'll take the wait and see approach with Corona. And you saw how that turned out. And then they let the unemployment expire. They let all these things expire. Mm -hmm. The Democrats come down to two point two trillion dollars. I think they count off it was one point eight trillion. But it was it was the money was going to be spent entirely differently. 
So people are looking at what Ice Cube is is is, is taking it as as law. It's not the House and the Senate still has the final say. Exactly. And we got to get out there and vote. You know, if the Dems got control of the House and the Senate, now you can have those bills passed, like the one that Kamala Harris put forth, where uh, if you made under $150,000 a year, uh, you got $2,000 a month retroactive to the start of the coronavirus, and then an additional $1,000 per month uh, after, you know, they found the vaccine and, you know, the, the virus started to dissipate. So, like, I mean, that's, I'm sorry for going on, but that's, no, that's, no, no, but that's what's out there, though. It is. And, you know, at least his plan did not work. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing I don't get about some people about, well, you know, he has a plan for to help us in this pandemic. The hell? Where was his plan the, since the pandemic has been here? You know what I'm saying? He has failed. Yeah. So, obviously... His plan wasn't a good one. Let's let somebody else help us out of this. He keeps get, digging us deeper and deeper. Look at where we are in terms of numbers right now. The numbers should have improved, but they're not improving. And then we have this idiot. And then we have this person, This when we have 45, <laughs> telling people 85% of people with masks still get the coronavirus. Are you freaking kidding me, man? That's really what you're out there saying after you didn't wear a mask and you caught it, your wife caught it, your son caught it, and so many other people caught it and you got Chris Christie upset with you because he caught it and, you know, the four days that he finally didn't wear a mask. But that's going to be your communication to the public people in the midst of a pandemic that we need to end or get as close to ending as we possibly can? What kind of message is that? And how are we reading into that message? What kind of people are, what is going on up here to where anybody can look at that communication and say okay you've got my vote that is the voice of robbie taylor aka big rob the hr expert she's also a political contributor on the in the zone show at the in the zone network as we go on city to city state to state keeping on this topic herd immunity i think is completely reckless to float some shit out there like that i'm just calling it what it is because if you go with that mentality it's gonna leave over two million people dead i don't think it's worth it if if, if he's if 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 trump said right losing one person is one too many how can you justify two million people being dead from this how can you justify that? That's you know they. I believe the percentage was sixty to seventy percent of people would have to go through um, to reach that number of herd immunity. You know, like you said, we've already we're up to what two hundred fourteen thousand yeah. uh, deaths uh, plus deaths already from the coronavirus. And you know, all these people who say, "Oh, those aren't really coronavirus. That person died from asthma, or that person died from this." It was because of the virus you know what i mean these people had been living with asthma and living with all these diseases all their lives and finally when they get coronavirus because of the impact of it it takes them out so at the end of the day that is the amount of people who died because of coronavirus and those numbers 214 thousand people 
died. And that's not even yeah. close to the number of people who've been infected. That's just the amount of people who have died. And they talk about how he closed the Chinese border and he did this right away. No, you did not. First of all, he may have had limited the travel from China, did not close any China border. And also, it didn't come in through China. It came in through Europe. Hmm. And that's a fact. Yeah. That's not just, you know, a Trump statement. That's for real. And, you know, it's sad to see how the virus like affects the family his son has the virus and just just think like how irresponsible you could be uh he's i think one of his friends own regeneron uh their stock has jumped through the roof uh since he's been taking the regeneron um just absolutely disgusting how even through a pandemic you find you can still find a way to enrich yourself but one thing that I didn't want us to miss while you was here is the importance of getting out the vote. And what we was talking about, and I, and I think it was so, uh, so important that we mentioned this. The black woman had so much influence on the vote, where on the vote, because if it wasn't for them, Joe Biden would be on the, on the ballot. And it, judging how things are looking right now, Donald Trump would probably be winning if it wasn't for black women putting Joe Biden on the ballot because I don't think none of these candidates would be able to be able to stand up to him even though the polling was showing that they would have beat him head up. I don't think they would have beat him. Definitely. I just don't think that. He took our advice. <laughs> <laughs> so so what do you what do you also see one of the biggest threats to the black community and why we have to get out there and vote? All right. Yes, I want to say this I feel and this may be personal to me but I'm pretty sure just a lot of other African Americans would agree one of the biggest threats to us is systematic racism it ties into so much of our livelihood so much of what we do how we get ahead how we develop um, you know generational wealth so much about African Americans getting ahead and reaching equality has a lot to do with doing away with systematic racism and how do we get there which one which administration which option that we have shows us a clearer path to equality because once we cannot get ahead until we are considered equals and for me that is not Donald Trump why because first of all facts and statistics have shown us that systematic racism does exist in the prison system in the workforce so many other places Yet, the Trump administration says that it does not exist. It is not a thing. It is not a threat. So how the hell can we reach equality if they already feel like we're not oppressed? If they already feel like there's no systematic racism, how can they fi fix something that they feel does not exist? Explain that to me. So all of you African-Americans who's given Trump your vote, think about that. That is one of the only reasons why Biden and Kamala Harris have my vote. Not because I love them, but because they're real politicians. And sometimes you have to suit the agenda that best suits the majority. And right now, that is 
getting as close to equality as we can and doing away with systematic racism. And that is why Biden and Harris will have my vote right there. May not be the only reason, but it's definitely the main reason. Point and, blank, period. And you know, I, and I always say this, I'm gonna continue saying this. I think, you know, we have the protesting, we have the peaceful, uh, you know, marching and stuff like that. You have to see it all the way forward and vote, you know, because that's how you're gonna get the change. You get the you get the attention with the protesting. All right, you got the attention rioting. You have to finish the race at the ballot box. Exactly, because if you do not, we are not just fighting for the best of two evils. We are fighting for democracy. How important is that to you? There is no possible way, possible way you can be okay with continuing on the path that we are currently on. Look at the state of America right now. Look at what the comments that they've made if Trump doesn't win president. Look at how he said stand back and stand by. What do you think all of that is about? And all of these uh, Republican senators who are preparing themselves to call BS on their magical issues come election day. So that they can go ahead and say, well, you know what, that means that I can make the decision and I can determine which way this state went. A lot of us didn't even know that that was a thing. A lot of us didn't even understand that they can do that, that they can make that call, but they can. It's never been done in any other election. But that is why Trump is walking around saying that he won't leave smoothly or yeah. that he won't leave quietly. Yeah. It all ties in. It's all important. So that's why it's important for you to vote. Democracy matters, am I right? 100%. Big Robbie, tell the people the best way to keep up with you. Keep up with me? Well, um, let's see. Most of my social media is private, but you can um, try and find me on, uh, let's see, Instagram maybe? Yeah, follow my Instagram. I think I post a lot more um controversial type content on instagram <laughs> i am ms dot robbie r-o-b-b-i-e dot t all right robbie thank you so much we're going to have you back on all right we're going to talk some more politics i appreciate all your contributions and whatnot and you know putting out there in the atmosphere remember people get out there and vote make sure that you finish it at the polls you know we got more work to do okay we're going city to city state to state worldwide you're listening to in the zone and this is the network yo this is robbie taylor aka big rob your hr expert and political contributor and you are listening to in the zone This is In The Zone. Hey, uh, Brand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did want to ask you one thing. Are you nasty? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Let me tell you something. This hair ain't big and curly today for no reason, okay? You know, sometimes I like to switch it up, change it up, you know. And you know what they say. If she get ready, if she put her hair in a bun, you know what's about to happen. On the In The Zone Network, this is In The Zone. Now, listen, general excitement, organic excitement, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. But that happens when 
anyone that has come through the doors of the Inner Zone Network, mm-hmm. we lay down the blueprint. You follow the blueprint. You execute it. I'm not going to tell you nothing that won't be executed. The people who don't have any success, they don't want to execute the blueprint because you're going to do what you want to do anyway because that's what you've been designed to do. But all you're doing is just adding to what you have. And just by making that adaptation to what you already do best, that's why we're so excited and lucky to be working with a child I'm like excited, yourself. baby, because I got to fill myself with confidence before I get out the car to come to work. Because mm-hmm. Alex give it to you one time. Mm-hmm. I be having to have two takes sometimes. Yeah, your time is money, honey. Yeah, sugar. <laughs> On the In The Zone Network.